Hey guys, this is Rob, and welcome to another edition, the fourth edition. Is it today's January 4th? Yes, the fourth edition of Give Us This Day, our daily Guinness. Well, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of another installment. And by that, I mean this. For those of you that have been following along the past few days, I had this idea, and the, it all started with a question. What if I drank a Guinness every day and set a goal that I would sit down and record a podcast every day in 2019? This is day number four, and I'm sitting here, pardon the burp, with a Guinness Extra Stout, and here's here's the deal. It's kind of another edition of uh, this daily Guinness thing. In that, I texted my friend, Ian Allison. Those of you that have been following along with the podcast have uh, probably recognized... Well, who am I kidding? There's a lot of you that I'm friends with. If you're listening to this, you already know who Ian is. Uh, he is more than just a good friend of mine. He is a life mentor, a musical mentor of mine. Uh, I look at him like an older brother. And I texted him today. I said, hey, this is what I'm doing. I don't know if you saw online. I'm trying to do an episode every day. I'm wondering... If I can just give you a call and let's talk about something for five minutes and uh, just uh, record our conversation, make that part of today's thing. And this is what it was. Uh, A few months ago, Ian was on tour with Eric Hutchinson and uh, he posted, uh, Ian posted an Instagram stories video talking about how he decided to travel uh, with a one bag system. If you haven't heard of that kind of idea, this mindset, it's the thought of freeing yourself up from bringing a ton of stuff on the road or traveling if you're going overseas, whatever kind of travel, maybe you're not even into music, freeing yourself up by packing less and being more intentional about the things you bring. So he posted a really brilliant video. I'm going to link that below in the show notes for you to check out. But he broke down, okay, where do I put my laptop? What bag am I bringing? Uh, what kind of base things am I doing? He, he broke all that down. But the one thing he didn't talk about, the one thing I wanted him to talk about was his undies, uh, which brings me to uh, this episode is brought to you by me undies. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have any sponsors. I'm thankful I don't have to be deal with sponsors or else I'd have to tell you that Guinness is the greatest beer known to mankind. Uh, no, this episode is not brought to you by me undies like a million other podcasts I've been listening to lately, but... I wanted to chat with Ian about his underwear situation. I know it sounds so weird, but we're close enough. We can talk about that. His underwear, okay, what are the real logistics when you're traveling with minimal clothing? How are you doing laundry? What kind of underwear are you bringing? I've had a ton of music friends talking to me about uh, lately bringing uh, merino wool underwear, merino wool socks, and pairing that down so you can wash it in the hotel room and bring less. Anyways... I wanted to chat with him about the logistics. Let's dive into the gear and the specifics about what clothes you're bringing on tour and on the road. So I was going to chat with him. It was going to be five minutes only because I didn't want to take up a ton of his day. It's such a commitment. But as usual, uh, my conversations with Ian went deeper. It ended up being... Uh, we talked about clothing, gear, generosity, and thinking about giving more than taking when it comes to posting stuff online. We went super deep only because of the generosity of Ian. So I decided I'm just going to, I'm going to post this whole thing. I'm not going to edit this down. I'm going to post it and I'm going to post it as a full pod length conversation. Uh, and I hope you enjoy. This is my conversation with Ian Allison talking about uh, what underwear he wears. What kind of socks does he wear? Because... I'm going to start traveling even lighter than I have lately. Where do you live? 
In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. <laughs> Call Ian Allison. Calling Ian Allison. Hey, dude. Ian Allison. What's happening? <laughs> dude. Oh, man, not a whole lot. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've got, uh, just got back from the library with the kiddos. Got some books. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I love that. Gonna make some dinner before my wife gets home. Gonna try anyway. Oh man. Okay, man. Well, here's the deal. I'm I'm not gonna keep you long. Uh, I won't keep you away from your kids. But I'm. This is. I'm giving you a drive-by uh, podcast whiplash conversation experience right here. Awesome. <laughs> and Great. I love the, it. I was thinking of you. That I was. I was putting my underwear on this morning, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I thought about Ian Allison <laughs> as you do. Uh, and here's my deal. <laughs> if, someone, if someone looked at my search history on my computer over the past week or two, it, I would yeah. look like the biggest weirdo because I'm just, I've been nerding out looking at all kinds of underwear and socks because yeah. I'm trying to pare down what I travel with. Uh, right. Even hard, like I've done it. I've, so my situation is I pared everything down. I never travel with more than six days worth of clothes no matter how yep. long I'm going out. Uh, but I have some friends that have gone even further than that who do like, yeah. they travel with the pair of underwear they're traveling with and the socks they're wearing and sure. one other pair of each. And then they wash it right. and they're into the merino wool. And yep. so we don't, you don't have to divulge anything you don't want to div- divulge, but you oh, are like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book, brother. Dude, you, <laughs> you, I saw your, I saw your post uh, that you yeah. you paired every you like took everything down to the bare minimum with traveling, yeah. uh, and I okay. So first of all, is is this a new thing, or when did you like decide to go super minimalistic traveling with? Okay, this so stuff? I have been I've been really intrigued with light packing for years, and and but I never was able to. So almost like I before I was really into looking for other people or YouTube videos or any sort of online presence of people that liked to do that. I just thought I was sort of weird or, you know, or like <laughs> yes. it was just me. And then I discovered, oh, no, this is like a huge thing, minimal travel. I mean, people make their living doing blogs about it and blogs and, you know, oh yeah, YouTube videos. And so I got pretty excited about it and had this tour that came up. I've been notoriously a light packer for tours past, but this, I did a, I did like six weeks out with Eric Hutchinson just, you know, in the fall. Yeah. And I had, I had this idea of wanting to do everything in one bag, you know, of course, like minus gear and stuff. I mean, obviously I had a base and an amp yeah. and all, all the equipment stuff went in the truck, but, but all of just my essentials, I just wanted to have, 
I just wanted to have um, one thing. I need to open a squeezy, an applesauce oh, squeezy. Open, I, open the apple squeezy. And so do you know this guy, Chase Reeves? Yes. I mean, yeah. I've, you I've, introduced I've me into him. Yeah, he's, you know, he's all into bags and stuff. And then through him, I discovered some other people that were into minimal travel. Yes. And I got into looking for, like, basically, like, basic underwear, like, T-shirts, socks, underwear that I felt like I could take less of. Because when you pack for a tour, yeah, you know, you're not sure how long, how many laundry stops there's going to be. You're not always at a hotel. We were on a bus, living on a bus. Um, and, you know, you could slip your stuff to a laundromat, but you're never going to do that. So... What would happen to me, uh, and especially to the drummers, he would bring 15 t-shirts, right? Yes. And 15 pair of underwear. And, you know, oh my gosh, because you're going to be out for six weeks, so you got to bring all this stuff. Um, and what we both discovered over time, and he more than I, was that, man, he just got too much crap, you know? Oh, yeah. So I thought... Man, I wonder if there's a like how, how are people that are backpacking doing it? Okay, right. And there's this whole like Marina Wolf thing. So I never felt here's here's my deal. I hate clothing that looks travely. Yes. Like I'm yes. not going to wear. I'm not going to go to REI and buy the Marina Wolf thing that has like the Marina Wolf like guy or yes. logo on it. Yes. And it looks hypey and it's dirt green and no i'm like absolutely not man like, you know what makes the most sense look. yes what makes the yeah. most sense is you know it'd be great if think about if i told you there was a pair of pants that you could wear on stage and then just above your knee when you're done playing you can zip them off and they turn into shorts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes I'm the most sense no like i'm never gonna buy that you know yeah so it's funny because jeremy Spencer Smith, who came out on that tour also, and I both got really into it. He's like an ultra-light camping guy. Okay, yeah. So he does like the ultra-light camping thing, which is an insane world unto itself. Oh, yeah. But so we went, we, we, did, we did some things together. Like, we went to REI, and we checked those clothes out, and we went, no. But what we did do is we bought ex officio underwear. And... Uh, that was the underwear that I had looked at as, oh, you know, you can like wash it quick. You just do Dr. Bronner's, which is amazing. If you haven't checked that out, it's just like concentrated soap. Well, we have that, we have that at home and I actually wash my jeans in that, but you travel with a little bit of that? Yeah. You just get like at REI or wherever, Amazon, you buy like a little bottle of it, any, you know, scent that you want. And then that's what I use in the shower. That's what I use to wash my clothes out. Like, yes. So, so for me, the underwear thing, I was like, I'm going to do six weeks. I'm going to bring two pair of underwear. I'm going to wear one pair and I'm going to bring an extra pair. And I'm just going to make it work. Like, yep. you know, and everyone was like, oh, yeah. And then, like, my wife was like, just please bring three, just bring an extra. Even Mr. Smith is like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, maybe. maybe. Uh. <laughs> Maybe just bring three. I'm like, no, I brought two. Oh, yes. And here's here's what I discovered personally. Um, there were, like, in the beginning, I was fired up about it. And I will say that, like, if you do that and you're, and you're changing them out every day, you have better, like, do less pack and, like, fresher underwear than anyone else in the crew. Like, people are like, oh, dude, is it gross? You're so dirty. And they're like, no. You are the cleanest. You are the most 
responsible okay. for the cleanliness of your clothing than anything else on the tour. I guarantee it. Because you have to be. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so for me, that was cool. I will say after a couple of weeks, it got a little, like, there's, maybe there's a night or two you just don't feel like washing your underwear out <laughs> in the sink. And, I mean, yeah. and then, like, then where are you putting it? So, you know, I'm putting it at, like, I'm the F of my bunk. Yep. Hanging over, like, my clothing cube. And also, I will say, like, it takes a little longer to dry than they say. I was thinking, oh, man, the stuff's going to dry. And yeah. Three hours. And no, it kind of took overnight. Okay. And here's the other thing. Your mileage may vary, but what I discovered is that travel underwear, like wicking, so Marina Wool, no, I didn't have Marina Wool, I had extra picture something else. Yeah, Maybe I actually I, I actually people. just picked I picked up two pairs of those at REI. Well, so you're going to have to see what you think, but this is what I discovered. I discovered that wicking is a great characteristic for some things. <laughs> but what happens when your underwear wicks moisture is it wicks it out into your pants. Really? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because where else would it go? Yeah, I guess so. so. So what I discovered is that, like, actually, okay, so maybe the underwear are fresher because the moisture is wicking, but your jeans are not. Yes. So I actually <laughs> went back, like, and they and they were sort of comfortable. Both Messer Smith and I were like, ah, oh, man, this is kind of, you know, and I, I dealt with it. And it's yeah. fine, but but I will say this: I just went back to straight up cotton underwear. Really? Because yeah, because I actually feel like it keeps my my outer layers fresher. And here's the thing: with regular cotton underwear, too, you could still easily do two pair if you wash them out in the sink, wring them out well, let them dry overnight. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Now there are people that by that ex officio stuff. Um, I didn't end up liking it, personally. Yeah, and I wonder if there's something where if I'm traveling and not doing music and not sweating in a show, I wonder yeah. if that would be fine for like everyday wearing. Right, right. But th- all of this gets goofy when you add when you insert being on stage and sweating a ton. Yeah, like when you're working out or when yeah, you're Yeah, you're essentially, or, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay, yeah. so... Like just regular cotton underwear, like we're talking even like Fruit of the Loom, Hanes style yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just a pack you grab at Costco or whatever, you know? Like yes. That, that's what I went back to. And I will say, like, Vincent Smith ended up finding some at some dude store, some haberdashery or something that yeah. was, you know, really comfortable. Um, but the other thing, too, is this. Like, you underwear doesn't take up a ton of space in your pack. So, like, hey, you want to bring, bring, you know, four or five pair of underwear for a couple of weeks? No problem. That's, that's yeah. no worries. I, so, uh, I'll say this, too. Like, socks, I did the whole tour without socks. No. That no. was, yeah. <laughs> no because way. I did all birds, those shoes, those wool shoes. The all birds? Yeah, do you know those? All birds? Yes, I see them popping up here and there, but I had never yeah. talked to someone that experienced them. They're, they're the ones you can wash, bad. right? Yeah, you can wash them. And I will say, like, since they're wool, they they keep your feet warm when it's cold. Really? They keep your feet 
like cool when it, your feet do not get like sloshy, sweaty, even when it's a hundred degrees. Really? I mean, I was in, I was in Phoenix, you know, yeah. it was oh, 90 yeah. some degrees walking around, no socks in those, no problem. Now I will say this, like at the end of six weeks, it was like, oh yeah, these are a little funky. Like if you put your face in them and really, yeah, if you, you really, know, you know, but honestly <laughs> it wasn't insane i don't have super stinky feet like it's yeah. not a thing that i'm like oh man yeah I mean, there, are, there are people like that i travel with that have like really really smelly feet oh yeah and that, then i'm not sure how that yep. would work but for me man it was awesome now i have a pair of boots and socks marina wool socks that i would use for stage okay but when I shows, for shows you I do that yeah wearing those shoes yeah like i had but i but i got one pair of socks really marina wool, one pair and I would just wash them. So I, you know, play a few shows and wash them even after every show. Who cares? Oh man, play that's awesome. A few shows. Yep. Yeah. And so you know, and dude, I mean, we just here's the other thing. Like I don't know, whatever people that listen to whatever might be gross, but we wash. We, Americans wash their clothes too much. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you were raised this way, but I was raised where like. Every one wear, you throw it in the washing machine. Yep. Like, that's Same how I was here. raised. Yep. My wife, dude, still, like, the kids will wear something once, and she's like, it's dirty. I'm like, ah. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like washing machines and dryers ruin your clothes. Yes. And, yes. You know, like, but, hey, whatever. I, man, like, maybe I'm the stinky guy. I don't think I'm the stinky guy. Though. Man, well, I'm the same way with them when it comes to, like, boots. Uh, like, I wear my Red Wings every day, and it, they're not smelling like roses, but really, as long as they don't, you can't smell them. Other people can't smell yeah. them. I'm fine with that. No shoe's going to smell amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I do know what you're talking about with... I do have some friends that like they are 15 feet away and you can tell. And you're like, you smell them. Yeah. And that's need to like, work on that, I feel yeah. like I have enough, I feel like I have enough self-awareness <laughs> that if that were the case for me, I'd be like, all right, I got to solve this. Right, I can tell or at this. Least yeah. I would hope that my friends would be like, dude. Yeah. But I, I will say this. I didn't find a shirt. I didn't find like a travel shirt that I loved. So I yep. ended up just packing, you know, but I think, dude, I think I only brought five, Yes. I brought zero socks except for one pair that I would use with my show boots. Yeah, I brought five t-shirts, and then I brought three like overlayer shirts, like Levi's yes. denim. You know, like a black one, light blue, dark blue, and then I brought two pair of jeans. I brought uh, a pair of Levi's blue jeans that I love, and a pair of Uniqlo black yes. salvage jeans that I love. And that was it. That is all Holy the clothes I brought. How I long into a were you gone? Tiny little cube, six weeks. And you put it all in one bag. Yep. So all that, and that's on that. I have that Instagram thing called. It says like it's like a highlight story called yes. Travel Light. I'll share a and link with that through, below. I don't go through like all the clothes yeah. and that because I didn't want to like show my underwear for some reason. I probably would have been fine, but whatever. And of course, so I'm calling that, you just to out everything. I want the details. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me the yeah, ratio of care. streaks. Are we talking smells? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it is so no big deal. I mean, yeah. and especially if you have, honestly, like if you're willing to just to grab a, so what you do is you just grab like a plastic bag that you got from CVS or yep. Target or whatever, 
throw all your clothes in it. That won't, you don't never even have to use a washing machine. Like the Dr. Bronner's 10 drops, blah, 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 blah. whatever temp water, slosh it around, let it sit for a half an hour, rinse it out, hang it up at a hotel, on the bus. Well, well, wait I a mean, second. So you, you did that all in a, in a plastic <laughs> bag, not just the sink. Yeah. Really? Yep. Now that's yep. something I've never heard of before. That's cool. Yeah. That was a YouTube thing I saw a guy do where like, you know, you just, whatever, you know, you, you bought some, you bought some waters or whatever, yep. or, you know, you got a plastic bag Yeah. or you, or you bring one or whatever and you yeah. just, yeah, throw all your clothes in there and. Oh, or man, that's awesome. That'd be great. But I, I have this real thing of like, man, no, I want to try it. Like, I would love to try to do this without doing, so I'm not bringing laundry detergent. I'm not bringing freaking dryer sheets. I'm yes. I'm not doing any of that crap. Yes. 100%. I know, because then, because it, it adds one more chore. It adds like a, when you have to do laundry and you're gone, that doesn't just add a chore, it adds like a destination. All right, I got now I got to see yeah. if the hotel is laundry, you got to find someone to do yeah. it, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, man. and the other thing too is that if you're, if you've got a ton of clothes and then you've worn them, maybe you're parting around all these dirty clothes. Like, I hate that idea. Yeah. Man. I hate that idea. So yes. just bring bring less than you think you need, and and then here's the other thing. Like if you're like, man, sucks. Go buy a shirt. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you were if you're traveling to somewhere remote, well, you know, then maybe bring a few extra things. But dude, if you're traveling to another city, who cares? Yeah, just, man. And then there's a great thought around minimal travel that is not my thought, but I love it. I don't know who it's credited to, but the thought is this that you get somewhere and you need something, what's awesome is it gives you an opportunity then for an adventure. Like you're like, man, I ran out of deodorant because I just bought, bought a little travel size. Cool. I'm going to walk 10 blocks to this place yes. and yes. check it out. And, you know, and like, so you buy it when you're there. Yes. And you're 100%. not parting around two big old heavy sticks. So who cares? You know, you just <laughs> get it when it's there. And then if you don't use it all you way, you throw it away, you leave it there, whatever. Yes. Man, I actually heard there's a guy named Rick Steves uh, when it comes to international travel in Europe. That's, his big, that's was, who it is. Was that that's who it is? That's what I was trying to think of, yeah. Because his thing is cool, mm-hmm. too. If like then, especially if you're in a new city or even if you're like overseas, then it gives you an excuse to like dink around a, uh, a grocery store or like their version yeah. of a Target or something. Then you get a... Exactly. Be even more. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. This rules. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna look into the only last detail. I feel like you didn't give me is when you're talking about merino wool socks that you were playing on stage in. It was there like a specific mm-hmm. brand you ended up like. I just did the REI ones, and I did super thin. They make different thicknesses. Yeah. I did the like most thin. Yeah. Which I think was a mistake. I okay. think I would go because they really do. Like they're not like cotton socks. Like your feet don't get gross in them. They don't get wet. Really? So, so you'd yeah, give yourself no, a little bit more cushion. Yeah, I'd go like the medium thickness. Definitely not like the thick winter sock. But yeah. Like a regular medium. No, no ultra thin. None of that. Especially <sighs> if you're wearing boots. Oh man, <laughs> I, I wish just, just like a medium thickness. Man, I wish I would have had this conversation with you three hours ago. Uh, because now I've got a, an errand to make a couple returns at REI <laughs> tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, it, 
it, and that's just my yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's just my experience. Yeah. But one other thing. Let me tell you one other thing too. Here, hang on one sec. Oh, I got you got Droid Tales on the TV right now for the kiddos. Oh, yes. That's Lego Droid Tales. Yes. All right. Um, here's here's the other thing that I think is maybe interesting. Um, Jeremy and I too both decided that we wanted to opt out of plastic water bottles. Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of you know like when you're on tour, just how much plastic gets yes. used. Yes. And it's it feels a little first world you're like, Oh, I'm not I'm not gonna use any plastic water and you can feel all smug. But it's something that I just noticed when I would be on the road. I'd be like, Man, man, I you know, I cracked open eight of these water bottles, probably only finished half of them. And like I don't know. Man. I someone showed me a picture of the like plastic island that's floating in the ocean. Yes. Uh and I was like, okay, I'm contributing to that in a major way. Well, it just, it just felt like I was. Every time I'd go on tour, I'd be like, man, this is, ugh. And Hutchinson would always be like, let's try to recycle. And then, you know, yeah, everybody, like, puts their stuff in a bag, and then the bag starts to overflow on the bus. And then the tour manager gets sick of it and just throws it away. Yes, <laughs> uh, totally. You know, so, so I did some research on, like, I hate my jeans, um, I don't know why. I just I hate the lids start to get funky and smell gross. And I don't like plastic water bottles. Yeah. So I ended up buying a clean canteen. Use that for a little while. Dude, I found a water bottle that you should really, really consider. Oh yeah, clean Give it canteens. To me. Yeah, clean canteens, which they have at REI, get like sweaty. Like if you put ice in them. Yes, and they then they're all like super... wet on the outside. Yeah, yeah, and I hated that. So there's a company called Mirror. You know them. M I I R, yeah. Yes, I just got a their what they call their camp mug. Um, yes, which is it's like the it. coffee mug, and it doesn't yes. sweat or anything, or it's not hot yep. on the outside. Their wide mouth water bottle. It's got like a cool kind of like asymmetrical screw top. They're beautiful. They're like honestly, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, this is the best looking water bottle I've ever seen. And that's why I bought it, but to be honest, I because I'm a sucker for aesthetics. I was like, God, it's gorgeous. Yes. So I bought one, and I bought the 20-ounce one. It's insulated, so sort of like a Zozarushi. It'll keep hot, hot, cold, cold. Yeah. But it's like, so you fill it with ice, pour water in it, and then you have this, like, ice-cold water. It's not sweating, um, you know, for a long time. Yes. It rules. I, it's, I'm holding it in my hand right now. Oh. <laughs> yes, man! I've never checked out their water bottle ones or their bigger ones. The it's wide mouth nice. specifically, right? Yeah, the wide mouth. I think that's the way to go. I mean, and then you know you're you're popping the screw top off each and every time. Yes, but I think it's I think it's pretty great. Man, I like that. I had a similar experience with uh, you know what my deal was when it came to the plastic water bottles. I got in a habit when I was playing at, there was a stint where I was playing at Eagle Brook um, on a month. And yep. so I would play there Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, have a rehearsal there, and then Saturday, Sunday. So it's four days a week playing this gig, and they have plastic water bottles there, which is really nice of them. But I would grab one on my way out. I'd grab one and drink it in my car. And then I had this like yep. little trash bag and I'd just put it in the trash bag, wouldn't take it inside. And I, like, after a couple weeks, 
I was holding this yeah. trash bag full of just a, oh, even a fraction yeah. of the water bottles I'd been consuming. And it was yeah. scary, dude. I know. Like a I, lot. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I, I kind of feel the same way. I can't, the Nalgene gets a little funky too. I have one of those. Uh, I like it, but the wide mouth is a little too wide for me. Mm-hmm. So I've been going through a different yeah. things, but I'm going to check out the mirror one. And they like, they yeah, don't, they do like a kickback. Like you buy one, they have like a nonprofit. They, yeah. Send yeah. They're towards. really like eco friendly and they're very, you know, and so I, I mean, and I would love to be like, yes. And that's why I supported them. I mean, yes. truly I saw the silhouette of this water bottle and I was like, <gasps> like that was something that I, I would be expected to like open and drink oh, yeah. out of every, you know, so yeah, yes. they're, they're all about eco-friendly social justice, but they also have like a super dope aesthetic. <laughs> Dude, okay, there, this is, that's so awesome you said that because, okay, there, when I was thinking about you and all this, when it comes to gear, any, like, what, whatever kind of gear it is, the two reasons I love talking with you about it, and the number one is that you, you care about the aesthetic, and that matters to me, because some people, like, poo-poo that a little bit and they're like oh it doesn't matter it's just about the function i'm like no i want to want to pick something up i want to want to put something on and feel good and look good because aesthetic is part of the whole thing it's married to the function and then the other side of it is you always seem to never be about just like trendy because of trendy oh this is the hip new thing like you you'll you'll find something because of the function like you won't ignore the function too it's like the the marriage of the two of those for sure. Nerding out with. Like, I mean, it could be because I've, I just turned 40 and I'm like, you know, like old and, and feeling like, oh, I, I need a new thing to focus on or I need, you know, but I really do have this feeling that the, the everyday items that I use, mm-hmm. a water bottle, a toothbrush, a uh, beard trimmer, yes, my base gear, I want to want to use it. Yes. I don't want to... I, I had an Oral-B electric toothbrush that was horrible. <laughs> then I see my wife with this cool Sonicare one, and I'm like, man, what am I doing? I'm, like, pissed to brush my teeth because yes. this thing is shooting toothpaste all over, and and I'm like, damn, I'm too old for, you know. There's something to, say, to be said for, like, just being content with what you have. Mm-hmm. But there's also something to be said for, like, spending the money, buying the thing, that you're going to enjoy. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more money, but, but then you're not buying shit. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're not, and you're supporting a company or a or a design aesthetic or a product that you feel like is thoughtfully crafted. I mean, I'm all about being advertised to if advertisements are from companies or from people who who are trying to sell me something that I think is actually useful or yes. designed properly or, you know, I mean, so I've, I've bought and I've purchased a bunch of things on off of like seeing Instagram uh, advertisements because, you know, now there's like an algorithm that they figure you out. And, yeah. But I'm into it. I'm like, man, if you're making a dop kit that is, that is gorgeous and functional I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because I've been rolling with a crappy case with dop kits for years. It is time. Yes, I'm big boy. I'm forty. I'm gonna get myself a nice leather. You know, oh, one hundred percent. And 
Yeah, I've been feeling that way about the things that I use a lot. Yes. Lately. And a water bottle for me is a big one. Water bottle, coffee bottle, you know. It's the thing, you, you have it in your hands more than any other cup during the day, so yeah, why wouldn't you just be exactly. a little bit more intentional? Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I actually think people, that's the greatest misunderstanding people have about advertising and marketing and sales is that people are like, oh, that stuff's so dirty, it's so oily, when people, I feel like I'm being advertised or marketed to. Yeah, sure. And I think the only reason someone feels that way is when it's unrequested and um, yes. it's, uh, it's, un, it's, not, it's not tailored to really what you need. Unneeded, it'd be the other thing. Right. Unneeded, unrequested. It's like, if it's something I really need, it's going to make my life better. Man, send it my way. I'll take the, the mm-hmm. every Friday email that you fill me in on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Also, there's this great, do you know Gary V? Yes. Gary V has this thing about like, Provide upfront um, value yes. to customers. So, like, make it make it feel like NPR is a great eight nine three current is a great example of this, where they're providing upfront value at no cost, and then when they ask you for money, if you use their product a lot, if then then when they ask you for money, it is this you have this feeling of like man. I need to support this because of all the value that I've already received. It doesn't even feel like an advertisement. Yes. Man, that is so, yeah, that's so good. Man. Dude, I'm so sorry. There's a dude coming over to buy uh, a power supply from me. Oh, yeah. Can you hang on? (laughs) Can you hang on? Can I call you right back? I'll call you right back. All right, see ya. Yes, can you hear me? Hey, sorry. Uh, no maybe, worries. Uh, maybe you didn't even want me to call you back, but I just <laughs> wanted to finish that thought. Yes. If you allow me. Oh, man. I, um, I'm i pumped you're making the like, time for to hang, hang out and chat about this. I love this. <laughs> yeah, man. I do, too. I don't have very many people that talk about this in my life. So I, I think, like, I've been checking out Gary Z a little bit, and that thought of providing value up front really stuck with me. Another person that really does that is Scott Devine, the Scott's bass guy. Yes. You know, like for a bass player like me or you, you can watch a ton of content for free. There's lessons and interviews and there's a podcast. It's all free. Yes. And then when he finally makes a pitch, like I'm not an Academy member, but I feel like I should be. Even if I didn't go in and devour all that content that I would have to pay for, I feel like I almost should support his (laughs) channel. Yes, because you've gotten so much from it. The value that he's provided me. Yes. That is so smart. Like, I think that's what is going to have to start happening. 100%. Man. You know? Yes. I actually was listening to a podcast today uh, by someone. Oh man, it, it's called. It was called the School of Greatness, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those motivational things, like, uh, interview style podcasts. And his thing was talking with people about how everybody wants to monetize or request things from their audience way too fast, and mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, I mean. 
besides the fact of like the mindset of giving to people before asking for it, besides that, he said he's just in the, he just says, you know, just wait a little bit. If you give people stuff, then there will be this feeling of like wanting to either give back or be a part of it. Um, yeah. But don't push that too, too fast. Right. I mean, I feel that way about Chase Reeves too, where like, yes, I, I've watched so much of his content and I've actually purchased a few things and tried to use his links. And because I feel like, man, I owe this dude, even though I don't, I mean, I don't owe him anything, but I feel like I do because of how much I've gotten out of his stuff. Yes. You know, 100%. So like, and then, I mean, dude, this is, this is embarrassing, but it's true. I, I felt like, I really, really got a lot out of his videos and just his, um, his just his thoughts about travel, about the internet, about consumer consumption. But I was like, man, I felt, I felt like I wanted to like buy him a Christmas gift, which is so stupid, <laughs> but it's true. And I mean, and I did. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, like, man, that's. That's amazing because I went to the castle of like buying him this Christmas gift and I thought to myself, I've never done that. I've never felt that for another, like a business before. Yes. But it's because of all the upfront value that I feel like he provides. It's because I feel like, man, I know this dude. I don't. Yeah. But he makes me feel like I do. And so I'm super self-aware that it's weird. But I still did it. I was like, man, I, I felt so I felt so confident that he would enjoy it. I bought him one of those tackle accessory pouches. Yes. You know? Yes. I, was like, man, I love those. Like, I feel like he's just going to love this thing. Yep. It's, it's like waxed canvas and it has his name on it. I mean, Emily's like, you are, you have lost your mind. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, one wouldn't love this? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I did it because I felt like... I needed to buy him a gift. Man, that's so funny. It's funny that you are, that you're apprehensive about that because it almost is like any other relationship because Mm -hmm. you, I mean, I just am thinking about coming out of gift season right now of Christmas stuff. Like you only give gifts almost, it's almost as like a return in thanks for the relationship you have with someone of like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you in my life. I want to get you something because I know you and I think that you would enjoy Mm -hmm. this. Uh, mm-hmm. and so why wouldn't it be that way with someone that's been adding value to your life and right. saved you probably hundreds of dollars of making mistakes, purchasing things that suck? Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and just validated yeah. some things for me too, around like how I feel about travel and how I feel about bags. I mean, I loved bags before I knew about Chase Reeves, but I didn't know that it was okay to love bags. Yes. And, and and that's just my own insecurities, right? It's like, oh, you can look back. It's like, well, I wish I could have said, well, fuck, yeah. Yeah. But instead of, you know, like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Probably no one else really does. I don't know. But like, oh, oh, of course. Like, he even, you know, sort of helped me tap into some of the, you know, find who you are stuff. Yes. That I think is really important, you know. Mm-hmm. Man. So, 
You know what? All right, maybe I'm taking maybe I'm making this deeper than it needs to be. But when you when you're saying that stuff, it's making me think mm-hmm. of when you're talking about bags and travel. It's making me think of like uh, back in the day talking with you about music stuff and uh, mm-hmm. you it. I feel like people get caught up whenever they start something looking at the back end. Well, how much money are you going to make doing this? Well, are you doing this to like get on mm. stage or something? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. I've learned in the past two years, I feel like I'm really embarrassed that it's taken me this long to learn this. But in all things, the only thing that matters in the front end is the process. Do you enjoy the feeling of holding a bass guitar? Do you enjoy the feeling of putting... Because I remember... My first fly gig, I chatted with you about like what gig bag do I put in my uh, puts uh, my bass in, and I remember you making a comment and you said, "Oh man, don't you just love traveling with music, and like being mm-hmm. in the airport about it?" And I translated that, and I res- I was so embarrassed because my response to you was, "Oh yeah, I love it. Like you feel like someone's paying for me to go and like do this. I feel really like it's validating my music that someone's paying mm-hmm. to fly me out." And you stop me and you go, no, no, I mean, like, don't you just love packing for a trip and walking through an airport, someplace to go, and, like, like the airport, you're there, and you have your bag, and you're going somewhere and seeing something new and meeting new people, and I was so embarrassed after that. I was like, oh, that's right. It is all about the process. Like, it's all about the experience. Uh, yeah. And you didn't say it in a way yeah. to make me embarrassed, but, like, you're just the pure genuineness of, like, no, the process is what it's all about, not just the end result. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's some of that Gary Vee shit too. Of like the process is, if you don't love the process, you will burn out. You know, like yes. if you don't love doing what you're doing, it will not last. Oh man, because it's not sustainable. You know, and if you love it, if you love packing your base in the bag, and you know, or you love setting up to do the podcast or whatever it is, like that will that will sustain you. You know, through the yes. Props. Oh man, <laughs> that's so good. Oh man, yeah. I love that so much. Um, well, dude, I know Actually, you. Ha- it, makes, it makes me. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. what were you gonna say? Makes me think like actually. So okay, this is this is an, another level of embarrassment. But I'm just gonna admit this to you, and then I think I'm gonna try to turn it into an Instagram thing and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but so I bought Chase Reeves this thing. Right, yeah, and then I hit him up because we chatted just a couple times on Instagram via DM, and I said to him, "Hey, man, I am really appreciative for you, and I bought you a small gift, and I want to send it to you. Will you shoot me whatever you know PO box or whatever you have that you know you get bags from?" And he, I don't know that it was a blow off, but it was like, "Hey, man, oh, so nice." traveling right now don't have a permanent address hit me sometime in the new year if it doesn't work out no big deal thanks for thinking of me and i like oh yes and i was like (laughs) this is a blow off she's like well maybe if it is it's like a really polite blow off (laughs) it was very polite it was very polite but also might have been like he may have been like "Ooh, i don't want to give this dude my address or whatever or it might have been like hey it might have been legit but i think I'm gonna do a. I think I'm gonna do a like a Instagram story thing, and talk about talk about it a little bit. Oh, we'll dude, see. you totally should. I think it would be funny. Did he end, ever end up getting back to you? Of like after in the new year or? 
Well, I told him that I said, no problem, I'll hit you in the new year. No big deal. And he yes. said, great. And then I haven't. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. So he's like a girlfriend. Like, I'm just going to wait until... How soon is know, too soon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hit him on January 1st. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's so, so fun. I don't want to hit him up on January 1st, but I'll wait a couple weeks, maybe yeah. January 2nd. Like, what, yeah. what time zone are they in? Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, man. Uh, just, it's just a grown man buying another grown man at Christmas time. Dude, I love that. Man, I just had a conversation with someone a couple days ago of uh, they were talking about how weird they feel reaching out to someone uh, when they like have really been digging stuff maybe they've been putting online or maybe they listen to like recording and they play the same instrument and they're like, oh yeah, I just never hit them up because I don't want to seem like I'm a fan or something. Like, no, I love, just send, if, it, if you feel like a fan, send fan mail. Like be, yeah. be like really, uh, commit to just reaching out to people and sharing your appreciation for that. Cause I'm yeah, all about that. I think I that's huge. I mean, I agree. I feel weird I think, too sometimes, and, and but if, yeah, I know it's, it is a little odd, but I also just think more and more the social media thing continues to be the way we communicate, which I think is not going to go in the opposite direction. I think like this is going to be the way we communicate with yeah. people. Yeah. And so be used to it and feel good about it and feel fine about responding to comments. And dude, this is another, this Gary Vee guy, man. Have you seen in his Instagram, he responds to every single comment? No way. Dude, you should check. Like on and a I mean, picture? I don't. Yeah. Oh, like geez. on a picture. It is, it is crazy. And maybe it's his team doing some of it, but what. Even if it is, even if it's 20 people in his company that do it, it's remarkable. That is so cool. Yeah. And he claims that it's him. But there will be like 4,000 comments on the photo, and every single comment has a reply. What? How does I'm he have time kidding. for that? You should check it out. I don't know. And again, maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's not him. He claims it's him, though. He claims that, like... Yeah, buddy. She claims that you have time for it. You know, you just, but he's like a crazy workaholic guy. Yeah. But like, yeah, man. He replies to everybody. Man. It's incredible. See, I don't have. That's cool to me. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I think that's super cool because I think of all the, like, conversations I've had with people that, uh, are maybe on like my lower level of interaction with people online. And they were, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm not going to take time to do that. I don't, I want to be more intentional with my time. And I'm thinking, man, if people that are, I think it's just, here's what it is. I think I get really turned off. It goes back to music for me. I get really turned off when artists talk negatively about their fans. Like I know, I know fans can be creepy, but to me, I'm like, you're you're nothing none of your art goes anywhere without these people you should mm-hmm. at least right. approach every fan with some sort of gratitude and yes there's creepy ones that have to you have to deal with differently or kind of avoid or get a restraining order on but i mean mm-hmm. for the most part it's just like this lack of appreciation for relationships and mm-hmm. when i just think about you just said that about gary and i'm thinking like oh yeah he appreciates he he realizes the importance of relationships i don't know Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I want to be. Oh, dude, it's huge. I want to like, be better at that. I saw a big shift in Hutchinson 
over the last couple of years where like, oh man, you know, there's a super fan that's got some lyrics tattooed on her. Like, oh boy, she comes to all the shows and she's weird, man. Uh, you know, kind yep. of from the top down and then everybody goes, mm, okay, sure, yeah, she's probably a little weird and like, oh man, weird. you know, there's this attitude and then he changed all that. He started to do a Patreon. He started to get to know some of these people because, you know, he's posting, they're replying to tons of content. You know, with Patreon, like, yeah, you have these people that pay to have access to your life in some kind of way. You end up starting to get to know him. He started to host these, like, New York get-togethers where, like, the top tier of his Patreon people would come to New York. And then he's hanging out with these people for days. Oh, that's and cool. Said, He's like, you know what? Like, you have to put some boundaries on it. He's like, you know, I'm not. You know, I want to. I want them to gather, and then I want to come in, and I, I want to keep some. You know, I'm not getting in Ubers with everybody. Yeah, like, and you have like, to have that. Like, yeah, that level. Yeah, you have to kind of keep it. Like you're giving them something special. Yes. But he said also, like, you got to know these people, and they're really lovely people. They're just people. They're not weird. They happen to just really like his shit. Yes, totally. And instead of feeling like that's so scary or so stupid, or, or it's like he's he flipped it to feeling really honored. Yes, that's cool, man. Because it's so cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Because I mean, I have at least been there when you you can feel it when someone responds to you of like they don't have time for you, and I know it's legit yeah. with a lot of people. But if like if someone sends you like even I guess like I'm thinking of your Chase Reeves situation, and I think at least mm-hmm. it was customized to you and type responded back. But any so I understand of like hey, uh, like an eloquent no is really important. Yeah, I think right, right. Uh, and sure. and having those like you said the boundaries. But at the same time, anytime I get a whiff of this is like a copy and pasted message and it's not not personal. Yeah. Then it gets then it gets dirty real fast, and you're not. I don't know. I don't no. know where that came from. I maybe, but I think that's no, awesome. No, he's doing I that. Um, I think so too, and and it just feels like why wouldn't you take the time for people that are into what you do? Like no one has to be into what you do. You know, yes. the thing with Sean Hurley, I was actually talking to Jack Rohn from Noble about this, and he said like, you know. Sean is really weird about posting social media stuff because he ah, it just sort of feels like it's too hoary to be doing it. And then, you know, people would comment and he's like, it's cool not to comment back. Like, that's kind of, you know, like, cool. Yes. And really ma- yeah, and you got he, no time for it. Yeah, exactly. You're so busy. He, oh, he couldn't possibly take the time to comment back. But then he just decided, no, you know what? I'm going to, if someone asks me something in a DM or someone comments, I'm going to comment back. And he said it like really changed his thinking on the whole thing. I mean, I I just I just feel like you can't let what other people think influence how you do social media. Like I because I want to respond. Like so sometimes like I'll post something and I'll get a few comments and I'll think like, oh, hold on, wait. Like I'll see them right away. Like I'll see them within three minutes. Yes. Because I'm checking my phone. Like, yeah. I'm curious. Yep. And I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, like if I, if I reply right now, like people, other people that see that I've replied are going to think that I'm like really anxious to, 
talk about this or like yes that all. or that like, i'm not busy and successful so, and don't have other things going on yeah so stupid like, yeah man do your thing do your thing and and people that don't get it or don't appreciate it that's fine it's yeah fine like the people that took the time to comment on your video or your picture or whatever like those are the people that you need to be caring for not the friend that thinks it's stupid that you're posting online yes. you know yes and it's funny because i feel like we it's it's almost like the uh, we're looking at the numbers game on social media completely wrong like we're looking at the importance the first thing we look at is how many followers someone has how many times of, of something has been viewed but really yeah. everybody that's anybody and i'm thinking about the gary vaynerchuk stuff always says if you care about that, if you care about numbers at all, the only numbers that matter are interactions and people that are right. commenting and having conversations with you. That's the only thing that matters. And so right. it's it's just funny how something, the ego, like you're saying, gets involved and it's actually detrimental and moves yeah, you in, sure. probably moves you in the wrong direction. I don't know. Dude, 100%. I mean, and you know, like it's, it's still, it seems just so young. Like all this Instagram, Facebook stuff, like it's still so young. Yes. It's all gone, buddy. I'll get you some more. I'll get you some more though. And so, you know, like who knows how, who knows how this is all, all this stuff's going to play out, but it's, it's interesting. I, I think about it a lot. Yeah. And I actually, I got to go, but it'd be fun to chat again sometime about like what you're going to be doing in 2019 and what yes. I'm trying to do in 2019 and see if we can. The uh, the three musketeers yep. fell fell off the map. <laughs> yes, let's make it happen. So, let's do it. But I I mean I still feel a, a big fire about some things that I want to do. So yes. Oh man, you name it. Let's make it happen, dude. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with and chatting with me. I this was like I feel bad because this is way longer than I wanted to take of your time. This, but I oh, I I love getting to chat with you about this stuff, man. I do too, man. You're so balanced. You're so balanced about like the way you think about stuff. So it just, the more combos I get with Ian Allison, the better human I get. So (laughs) the more, the better on my end. Well, well, dude, likewise, man, I feel the same about you, man. You're doing great stuff. So Uh, let's chat too. Okay. Well, have a great rest of your evening. Hang out with kids and the family. And, uh, all right. We'll chat soon. Cool, man. All right. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Holy crap. Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. That conversation was awesome. So I, if you haven't been following along with what I'm doing lately, uh, I had this idea that every day for the next year, and like I said, this could be either the greatest idea or like the dumbest idea I've ever had. But every day for the next year, I'm going to drink a Guinness and record some sort of podcast every day and post it. Uh, And that right there, that conversation um, was so awesome in that it made, it's giving, making me think that this could be 
a really good thing. If it gives me reason to reach out and have conversations like this with friends and people I respect, uh, I was planning on this just being a quick five minute thing. Cause I know Ian's busy, but it's so funny. Even at the end of that conversation, um, he was talking about making time for people and not, not letting your ego get in the way. I, Ian is like one of the most generous people when it comes to giving of his time and his opinions. Uh, maybe I'll just tell this quick story. I remember when I was in college and I was studying under Ian, uh, base stuff, I would go to him. I remember I had, there's multiple times this happened, but I had a recording session. I was playing with an artist and I was like this 18, 19 year old guy. And I came into Ian with this song. I'm like, Ian, I'm supposed to like write a baseline for this. Like, can you give me your opinion? And we sat down and he, we worked through writing a baseline together. And by together, I mean, he gave me so many amazing ideas like, hey, what if you approached it like this? And what about this? And I like what you're doing there. What if you tweaked it a little bit? And he just took what I was thinking and made it professional in the most healthy way. Uh, and I was so thankful. And at the very end, I asked him, I was like, okay, so like, do we, should I tell like the artist, like, how can I give you credit for like, you wrote half this thing, uh, by giving me your opinions and your feedback. And he's like, Nope. Uh, anything I give you in any of these lessons, just take it, do whatever, do whatever, record any of these ideas, anything we come up in this lesson, you don't have to give me credit for. It's my pleasure to sit down with you. And so I don't know where that, uh, memory came from. That memory literally pops up in my mind. Like once a month thinking about Ian, uh, with music stuff as a reminder, just to be generous with your time and your ideas, uh, instead of holding on to everything so tightly. Anyways, I'm rambling here, but I'm just going to say that I think I'm going to post this as a regular podcast because this is a little longer and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, so Ian, if you are listening back and listening to this, thank you so much for your generosity in all things in life, especially your time right now. Uh, I'm going to put links in the show notes uh, that are listed below wherever you're listening to this, and you can find links to whatever underwear and socks and all the gear stuff we were talking about. Maybe even Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, That's all I got. Okay. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, Ian, thanks for giving me your time. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at 
the Rob Morgan, whatever. You, 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 you know the drill. All right, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast, nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right. That's it, thanks. Uh, I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. (laughs) Perfect.